I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Like, you never said it was going to be it, but like reading between the lines, I was like, this is probably going to be it. Once I felt good, then it was, do I have the desire to keep playing? And the desire definitely was always there. All the prehab stuff I do and all my like yeah. body stuff. Yeah, you spent a lot of money and, on all that stuff. I think this year it's going to be closer to 400. But 400. Wait, that, I was going to say, is, <laughs> is, when you look around you on this defense, how special do you think this group can be? Very, very. Welcome into the lounge presented by DraftKings. We are in minicamp now, and all the veterans are coming back to town. Well, pretty much all of them. Yeah. Uh, and we have a guy who now is back on the field in Calais Campbell, the most veteran of the veterans. Yes. And uh, so we're excited to talk to Calais today. Obviously a huge piece of the Ravens' defensive puzzle and somebody they brought back and made it a priority to bring back this offseason. So excited to talk to him. Yeah, I mean, it's just, a, it's just an exciting week. I mean, minicamp is a fun week. It's the the one time of the oh, offseason. Did you hear that Lamar Jackson's back? I, I saw that. Did you hear the breaking news? I did see that he's back. Yeah. That's good. Big time. That is good. <laughs> a lot of people were worried about that, uh, listeners. Uh, but he is here. He is. Uh, he looked really good in practice uh, this week, which yeah. was encouraging. Um, so I think that's a huge thing. I think, like... I will say that I felt like the energy and the intensity of practice was much different on the first day of minicamp compared to OTAs. And yes. part of that is, part of that is, I think the biggest part is Lamar. There's other guys like Calais, of course, and other veterans who are out there for the first time. But having your starting quarterback, it does just change the energy level around the team. Yeah, I thought the 11-on-11s even just you could feel it that yeah. it was more intense. I mean, there's some like a little bit of trash talking, you know. <laughs> I won't name names. It was great. One one linebacker came over and he was flying to make a hit, a hit in air quotes. They don't actually hit, but he just goes good night as he like <laughs> came up to the guy and the other dude's like, hell no, <laughs> hell no, you wouldn't like it. Was, and like it wasn't like playful. It was like it was intense. Yeah, and uh, I, it's just cool to see like the intensity is ramping up. Yeah, absolutely. And I thought, um, you know, we'll, we're going to give you our full kind of mini camp and off season practice thoughts and uh, breakdown uh, for a podcast after this one. So we will encourage you guys to send in your emails to the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. Um, let, let us know what questions you have as the Ravens have gone through this off season process. Uh, but without any further ado, we want to get into our interview today with one of the best players on this team, somebody who's been doing it uh, longer than anybody else on the squad. And we're glad to have him back. Let's go ahead and jump into this conversation with Calais Campbell. Thrilled to have Calais Campbell here with us. And Calais, uh, last time we saw you here before minicamp was when you were broadcasting the Super Bowl 
for Sky Sports. And I'm not going to lie. I was a little bit worried that that was your future career, that you were entering our <laughs> business, you know, and that your football days might be numbered, you know. But thankfully, you're back. So that's a very good thing. Can you can you kind of take us into uh, Super Bowl broadcasting and, and what you were thinking going into that kind of uh, realm there? Yeah, I mean, I, I want to do that when I'm done playing, you know, yeah. uh, and eventually it's, it's, it's going to be there. You know, I'm at least try it out, see how I like it. Yeah. Um, you know, and so um, I've been doing all kinds of media stuff over the years. You know, I've you know, been, you know, kind of working on my, my skills, build, get my reps. You know, I've been doing it for, you know, probably since my year four or five. So, yeah. Uh, so I always do it, and uh, you know my uh, my my, uh, my team, my PR lady, and my marketing team uh, yeah, came across the opportunity, and so I decided it'd be fun to try. But ha- have you put any thought into taking Garrett's job on this podcast? Because I'm just <laughs> offering it up right now. Yeah, you know what? I mean, if you're ready to retire, you know, <laughs> we, we let you we we'll let you finish uh, another year or two, and then uh, you know whenever. There I we decide, go. Just, Should we switch roles? You know, I'll give football a try. You give the broadcasting try. Yeah, I think that's gonna I, go. I saw for you me. lifted the chair just now. You got some, <laughs> some muscles. You know? You've been in the gym a little bit. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's it's funny. Like, when I was watching the Sky Sports thing, and we all saw it, and, and you made the announcement public. I know you said this week on Podium that you uh, you had given the Ravens a heads up before that, that you were coming back. I'll be honest. I was surprised because, like, over the course of last season, it just sounded like it was going to be it. Like, you never said it was going to be it, but, like, reading between the lines, I was like, this is probably going to be it. And then I remember even the last game, like, watching you guys come off the field and like you sat on the bench for a little while and soaked it up. And I was like, Ugh, like this looks like it's probably it. Yeah. So my question is like, did the decision change or, or was, was I just wrong the whole time and assuming that that was probably well, that's naturally. The answer. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I never really um, made a decision. You know, I just wanted to kind of go through the emotional feel of, of just, uh, you know, finishing year 14. And uh, it was a very emotional year. I mean, you know, to be in a position number one in the AFC, you know, in position to go make a playoff run and then lose six games straight. I mean, that's tough, you know, and uh, especially because know, know how good we are and just, you know, it just seems like, you know, it was quicksand. Whatever could go wrong went wrong. And um, and no matter how hard you tried to fight to get out, just, it just seemed like it got worse, you know. So uh, it was one of those years where it was just – it was tough and uh, frustrating. And um, – you know, but when the season ended, you know, I didn't want to make a quick decision. But you know, it's hard to to end your career on just on a six game losing streak with that kind of bad taste in your mouth. And so uh, the biggest thing was just want to see how my body felt. You know, I mean, because obviously during the season, it's the first time playing seventeen games, um, and just really feeling that you know, just your body just feeling different. You know, it's just like I right, I don't know how I'm gonna feel in a few weeks, but let me just settle down. Let me see how my body feels. And then, um, but once my, once I felt like my body just feeling good and I got back to like that, a good spot where I was, okay, you know, I can go and train and, and, and I'm going to be good. You know, I don't have to like, you know, muscle through training. I'm going to be back, you know, feeling hundred percent. And so I think once I felt good, then it was, just, do I have the desire to keep playing? And the desire definitely was always there. It was really more so about how my body was going to feel. And you talked about your desire to win a Super Bowl and get back in a Super Bowl. You have, you know, you went there as a rookie, uh, lost to the Steelers. That game, terrible, terrible game. Uh, <laughs> Want to get back there. And, uh, you know, I guess my, what I wonder is how you kind of balance that with like also being content with your career. You know what I mean? Like, like you want to win a Super Bowl, but your career has been great regardless, even if you don't get back to a Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Like, how do you kind yeah. of juggle that chase and, and knowing when, hey, I just have to, 
I have to be satisfied with what I've done. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. You know, I mean, I feel like, um, you know, I mean, if I don't win the Super Bowl and I have to retire without winning the Super Bowl, I mean, I'm going to be just fine. You know, right. it's not like it's going to be something that I'm like, oh, man, like I, I gave him my best shot. You know, as long as I go out there and leave it all on the field and give everything I have and try to be, you know, try to you know bring my guys along and, and be a good leader, you know, I mean, I have no regrets. Mm-hmm. So, um, but, but, you know, I do really want to be a champion. I want to win a Super Bowl. I mean, it's been a, a dream of mine since I was a kid, you know, winning the Super Bowl, you know, you used to, you know, have those visions and, you know, just imaginary reenactments of, mm-hmm. um, of, of, you know, making the play to win the Super Bowl, you know, getting that sack to win the Super Bowl. I played the game my whole life, so <laughs> that sack to, to, to win the Super Bowl, you know, on, on you know, fourth and 10, and, you know. Right. You know Pulling the Aaron Donald from yeah, this past year. Exactly, you bring me. Exactly <laughs> the situation. I imagine over and over again in my head. So. Right. You know, uh, so it's definitely a, a strong desire. And, you know, you kind of have to, I mean, because so, you know, what I've done in my career as an individual, you know, I feel like I've had a pretty f- a fun career. You know, I've had, you know, I mean, you kind of, you, you, you have goals. I hit most of my goals, uh, you know. And so, I mean, as an individual, you know, uh, I feel like I've done well. But, you know, from the team goal of winning the Super Bowl, you know, I feel like I've been a part of some really good teams. And I feel like we've had, so you know, had opportunities to win, got so close. And just didn't get it done. And it sucks because, you know, I mean, those teams are still special teams. You enjoy them so much, mm-hmm. you know, and it takes just, I mean, it takes a lot of good fortune, you know, and, and, and a lot of things just to go your way. So, you know, it's tough. But, uh, you know, to be in a situation where, you know, I'm still playing football at a high level and I still love the game, my body feels good. And, um, you know, and, and, and teams that are contenders, you know, we're calling – and uh, one team in particular, you know, the Ravens, who I already knew well. Like I just, I, kn- I know how the coaches want to use me. I know, um, I know, you know how, you know what my teammates and the personalities and how to motivate them, mm-hmm. how to, you know, help, you know, help them to be at their very, very best. Uh, you know, and then you know my, my, my family's familiar with the with, with with the city. I mean, it just made sense, and it was like, you know, if we're this, if we have, you know, if I believe that we have a chance to win, you know, if the Baltimore Ravens have a really real chance to win. You know, then it'd be hard for me to walk away. You know, knowing right. that, like, you know, like, you know, what I can add to the table, if I can bring any any value to help us have a better chance of winning. You know, I don't know if I can sit here and watch the season next year and just be like, you know, I'm gonna be watching the season and and, and regret thinking like, man, I can go out there and do something to help the team. Right. Especially when I see a team like, you know, if anything go wrong, it's like, man, I could I could have got us together. I could have, you know, been that spark that could have brought the energy. I could have changed the whole ball game. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I didn't want to live my life and and uh, thinking like, man, if I still got more football to give, you know, why not? You know, especially when I know the team has the pieces in place to be able to make a run right it's, it's kind of interesting here you'd like talk through that thought process because i remember when marshall yonder retired he retired after his 2019 season where the team went 14 and 2 and was so good and he was a pro bowler and had one of his best seasons and then he made the decision running the ball great behind him and made the decision to retire because he was just like i it's like i left it all out there like and i think a lot of people were like you could have come back man the team was so close like so close but you kind of have to like separate the team piece of it and where a team is. And then also like your individual, where you feel physically, how much you have left to give your desire. And then like, once you kind of answer that question, then you get to the part of like, all right, where's the team? Yeah, Is that kind of like the, the am I reading that right? Yeah, I think so. You know, I mean, and I can't speak for, for Marshall, but right. I do know that he had a foot injury a couple mm. years earlier and uh, just knowing people, especially later in your career, when you get those injuries, they nag, you know, yeah. they don't just go away. You can get back to playing, but you got to play through some pain. And so, um, you know, I mean, I think that 
probably played a big role in that decision. Yeah. Uh, for me, you know, um, you know, my body feels pretty good. You know, I mean, obviously, you know, everybody who's you know who plays a long time in NFL has some things. <laughs> you like never that. feel hundred yeah. percent right at this stage. <laughs> <laughs> but for the most part, though, uh, you know, I've been very, very blessed, and I've never had like a, a major surgery. You know, I mean, the things I've had have always been at the end of the season, trying to get things back in order, you know, when, you know, but something I can play through. And so, um, you know, I mean, it's, just, it's, it's a true blessing to be able to have that kind of health throughout my 14 years. Uh, so, uh, but I think, you know, starting when you want to make a decision, if you want to keep playing football, it has to be health. Mm-hmm. Number one, I have to be healthy enough to go out there and perform at a high level, you know, and, and then it's also the, you know, the, the, there's so much time that goes into it. You know, where my, you know, like my kid's two years old, you know, I mean, if I had like a six year old, seven year old, it'd be a little different because now I want to be involved in what he's doing. Mm. And so he's going to be doing a lot more. And so that probably would play a big role as well. But, you know, I chose to have kids later in my career. So, you know, I mean, my little guy's at home. I get to see him still. You know, he's not too busy uh, doing a bunch of interesting things yet. But that, that definitely would play a role. You know, I mean, if I, I wouldn't want to miss my kids, you know, uh, activity. So you got time to go home and do puzzles and yeah. play with cars <laughs> yeah. and stuff like yeah. that. Now, I still sacrifice a lot of time away from him, but right. you know, we get enough time. You know, especially on a day off, we, we get to hang. You know, right? It's like he's in school or anything yet. Right, right. I'm curious. You mentioned that there are several teams that were interested in you. Was it? Uh, you know, did you always kind of know it's going to be the Ravens in the end? You you can call me. You know, I'm flattered that you're interested, but it's always going to be the Ravens. And and can you yeah. shed a little light on how many teams or any kind of insight on that? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, it doesn't really matter anymore. But uh, you know, and I don't remember all the way uh, how it went down anymore yeah. either. But I remember my agent was asking me, he was like, "Hey, just wanted to kind of get a feel for it when people call." You know. Um, you know, what's the chances of you leaving the Ravens? And I was like, man, it'll take, it, had to be, it had to be something real, real sweet, you know. <laughs> and it'll be, it had to be with a contender, too. So, you know, right. I mean, I, I don't know. I think it's just it's unrealistic, but it's, it's possible. Let me hear the calls and see what it goes, you know, right. just because at the end of the day, it's, it's business. But uh, he was like, okay, what's the number? How much, how much <laughs> more would it take financially, you know, to make it happen? And there were some teams that offered more. Um, you know, that, you know, it's just how it goes. But I won't say the teams just because, right. you know, I think it can add, you know, some motivation when we play each other and you know, <laughs> stuff like that. Because there are teams that we do play on the roster this year. Um, but it, it was teams I feel like are, that are, you know, fairly good. They got mm-hmm. a chance to win still. Um, but I just, you know, I feel like, you know, I mean, I don't really think there's, you know, I think if you put, you know, if you take rank all the best teams, I think, you know, the Ravens are just as good as any other team out there. Right. You know, and so, um, you know, I feel like, uh, you know, I mean, my wife is happy here, you know, and so when I got to talking through my, with my team and stuff, it was just like, you know, I think for me to have to leave the Ravens, it had to be something where it was like, <laughs> right. it would have been terrible at home. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and then, or, or a whole lot more money, which, uh, right. you know, was, was, wasn't the case. But I mean, I'm, at the time, you know, it had to be a whole lot more money with a contender too, which is, you know, rare. But at the end of the day, I'm happy to be a Raven, you know, yeah. and I mean, I play, I don't really play for money. I play for the love of the game. So, you know, for me, like, you know, I, I'm still making good money and all that, and that's cool. But yeah. it just I really wanted enough to take care of my, take care of my, um, um, you know, take like my all the prehab stuff I do and all my like yeah. body stuff. Yeah, you and, spend a lot of money you know, on all that stuff. It gets more expensive every year too. Each <laughs> <laughs> year, you know, I mean, I'm always trying to add somebody or to the team, and you know, right. and for you to get good quality people, sometimes you got to bring them up for the whole year, which it gets a lot more expensive. So, right. you know, but at the end of the day, I mean. 
you know, uh, if, if I can, if I could pay, you know, four hundred thousand dollars to win a Super Bowl, you know, yeah. and know that I could play at a high level in that Super Bowl and be at my very best to be the, and be able to make the play to win the Super Bowl, right? Yeah, I probably would pay four hundred. Wait, I, I was gonna say, is, <laughs> is, is that is that really kind of the ballpark of what you're talking about? Uh, well, last year I spent like probably two seventy, I think, is what it ended up being. And if you count like the offseason stuff, you know, I mean, yeah, it's, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be up there a little bit. You know, I think this year it's gonna be closer to four hundred. But I mean, that's what I'm budgeting for. It might be a little less than that. Mm-hmm. You know, tell me you're not paying money. for their gas. <laughs> you're paying <laughs> gas money and transportation. Now we're talking yeah. five hundred. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I, I mean, but it's it's you know, we'll see how it goes. I mean, I yeah. think that's a, that number is just why I budgeted just to be able to be at my very very best. Yeah. But hopefully it'll be a little less than that, and I can still play at a very high level and. Uh, everything falls into place, but you know, if you want quality people, you got to be able to pay and bring them around. So we'll see how it goes. Now you're coming up on this hundred sack milestone too for your career. How much is that a, a motivating factor for you to get over that one? You know, I want it. I want it bad. You know, but at the end of the day, you know, I mean, I'm not gonna compromise the team or you know or uh, try to make plays out there. I, I feel like a lot of times, you know, if I want to go get sacks and just want to rush past every play, I can have a hundred sacks easy. I could have been mm-hmm. there, got it. You know, right. Um, but to me, like, I want to play good football. And if good football leads to me getting sacks, that's awesome. And I would love to get 100 doing it that way. Um, but I'm never going to compromise the, the defense to go out there and make a play. Yeah. So I, I want to go back to this, this the care that you you invest in because this is fascinating to me. Do you think – is that something a lot of guys do, invest that type of money into, like, having people around? Like, Or is this is this part of the reason you're playing 15 years in the NFL? Yeah. I think it's uh, – I mean, I think – I mean, I know LeBron James spends like over a million. You know, Tom Brady's probably spent over a million as well. Uh, when you talk to other guys who've played for a long time and the kind of money they're spending, I mean, they're spending a lot more than me. Uh, but, um, but yeah, I think the kind of formula – I mean, and it's, I don't know why more people don't do it because if you can make – if you can have another year of making, you know, five, six million dollars – Right. After taxes, we'll say three million dollars – you know, if it costs you four hundred thousand to be able to do that, yeah. math good, works out. It's good business. Things, you know. <laughs> Cost uh, of good business, yeah. You know, and if you but you have to still love the game because it's also a mental grind. You know, it's not just the physical part; it's the mental grind and the, the busy schedule and the sacrifice and time away from the family and stuff. Which because there's so many people coming to the house to work on me pretty much daily that you know, like you know, I'm getting a couple like you know, spurts with my son, you know, with my wife, and so it's kind of it definitely is more than just the physical part of it. But I think a lot of guys do invest into their bodies. You know. Uh, at a high level. I mean, I know uh, just, you know, with, uh, you know, the last couple of years, I mean, with Pernell McPhee, Derek Wolf, you know, we all have people that we would kind of share at times and, you know, and split the costs, make it a little cheaper and stuff. Mm. But, you know, I mean, a lot of guys spend a lot of money on their body. I don't know. The, the numbers always vary, you know, how much people are willing to spend. And I think that part of that comes in how much money they make too, you know, but most guys are spending, you know, I think I would say close to a hundred bucks, a hundred thousand dollars on a on body a year. And most of the players over 10 years. Can wow. you give us a rundown of, of all the different specialists that you have? Uh, I mean, you know, I think a lot of it is uh, so I, uh, massage therapist that I use consistently that uh, is here year round. I do probably twelve hours of massage a week with, mm-hmm. which is a lot. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> and then uh, you have acupuncturists. You have um, uh, you know people like physical therapists that do uh, joint mobility. Um, you know, uh, 
I mean, there's all kinds of more stuff that you use and different people when there's actual like things that pop up that you mm-hmm. bring along too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, I, I usually have probably about three or four, uh, four people coming, you know, either coming up every week or that are living here that work on my body uh, consistently. And then uh, there's times where you have uh, more people just to bring up, you know, yeah. if you have, have any issues, like if something comes up that are specialists in that thing. So, right. Interesting. It it's fascinating. Can, sure. can you tell me, you know, obviously like we've been talking about, you've been playing this game for a while. Like what advice would you share to, you know, your rookie self or to a rookie that's coming in like with the Travis Jones, right? Like what's one thing that you would say, Hey, rookie, you know, you, you should know this about the NFL. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, I mean, there's a, a combination of things I tell rookies, you know, uh, and, and it kind of goes into a bunch of different categories. But from a football standpoint, I think the first thing I try to do is something with their confidence. Mm. You know, I mean, it's the same game. Football hasn't changed. You know, it's, you know, if you've been, I started playing at six. You know, when I started playing at six to what I do now, the game is the exact same. Mm. People are a lot more athletic and, and play with a lot better technique. And there's a lot of scheme, more, more scheme evolved. But at the end of the day, is see football, go get football. <laughs> it's, it's not complicated. You know? <laughs> and so I got to, you know, kind of get them to, you know, because a lot of rookies when they get here, they, you know, big-eyed. You know, it's like, oh, this is the highest level. I got to be so much different than you are before. Now, right. You're here for a reason. Just do what you've been doing. But just become and develop the techniques and the, and the skill and, and learn how to watch tape and how to prepare. And you'll be fine, you know, but the confidence so the guys don't like, you know, mentally psych themselves out before they've even got on the field. Right. So that's the first thing I try to get them to do. Uh, but honestly, though, I, I have so much advice I give these guys, man. You know, <laughs> you know two hour, two hour radio session for me to really get, you know, a lot of just the basic level of stuff. But, right. you know, I think uh, the main thing, though, is just, you know, getting their confidence right first, then helping them work on the techniques they need to get better at, and then uh, learn how to practice and, and, and watch tape and, and, and prepare. And then, uh, you know, how to take care of, how to, like, you know, manage their family, you know, how to deal with their financial advisors, their finances and stuff. Wow. And I go through it all, you know, and try to figure out just, you know, how to help them become, you know, because all this stuff you can take away from football, you know, when you mm-hmm. have the distractions of family and distractions of, of the money and everything else that can take away from football. So there's, like, you know, you definitely want to try to just make things easy for them. But it usually, you know, they hear it. They kind of process it, but it takes a while to understand. You know, it takes a year or two before it really clicks. I'm like, oh, no, it makes sense. You know, I got guys <laughs> calling me, you know, that I, play, that I play with that were, you know, probably in year four now. It's like, bruh, it makes so much more sense now. You know, all the <laughs> stuff you were saying, like, it was like gibberish for a second. Right. But it makes so much more sense now. So, uh, but I do know that, you know, sometimes if they don't accept it right away, eventually it clicks. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. <laughs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.
This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. Hmm. Was that something when you got here that you felt like you needed to like I don't know, to take a little bit of time in order to like people to be receptive to like, obviously you had you, a great career. Everyone knows you when you come in, but it's, it's still a new team. You're trying to kind of find yourself and there's a little bit of like just getting comfortable. I think uh, the, the, the vocal part being like a vocal leader, you know, sometimes you want to like kind of earn the respect of the guys. Yeah. And I know that my pedigree, I have, you know, just come in with a little bit of respect, which is nice, but you know, there's still some level of, I want to get to know the guys first before I come in and try to like act like, you know, I want to <laughs> be the leader and you know, to do as I say, when I, you don't even know me yet. And so I felt like uh, vocally, I didn't speak as much as I probably would have, you know, uh, you know, and I tried to let the guys who are already here kind of do the vocal leading. And I mean, a guy like Pernell McPhee was so good at it that, you know, there wasn't much else that you really need to say. But I do know that people looked at me as a leader. You know, people looked at me because of you know, just you know, the, long, uh, the, uh, the longevity I've had and uh, the level of play I've, I've been able to put out there. And uh, just knowing that, you know, uh, who I am as a person, I felt like people looked at me to be a leader. So I still, there was still some of that that was there. But now, being in year three with the team, I feel a lot more confident to go out there and, and, uh, and, and really challenge guys and speak a lot more confidently and, like, try to lead more, more vocally. But, you know, naturally I've done a lot of that. Right. But this should be at a higher level now, more intense now. Mm-hmm. With the additions the Ravens have made on defense, you know, specifically in the secondary, you know, and the, the defensive line has gotten guys like we talk about, Travis Jones, you know, brought in Brent Urban. You know, just when you look around you on this defense, how special do you think this group can be? Very, very um you know, I think uh, it's a combination of, I mean, we have a lot of talent. We have uh, guys who've played really good ball in this league, you know, before, so yeah. they have a lot of experience. And we've got some young guys who are full of potential. And I think you need that. You need a combination of everything. And, um, you know, and then it comes down to just how hard do you work. And, you know, Coach Harbs isn't going to let us just be average. You know, he's going to push us, you know, to be at our very, very best. And then it goes to Coach McDonald. You know, he's the same way, you know, and he has this young burst of energy and he comes with a lot of fire. And, uh, you know, it's fun to see. And, um, you know, I, lo- I love this game, you know, what we're doing. It's a lot of similarities, but it's different, you know. And, you know, he put his own spin on things, which I think is going to be cool because I think, you know, it makes, you know, teams, you know, they don't really know who we are and what we're going to do yet. And so that's a, a little bit of mysterious. You know, it's, we're a little more mysterious, so it's going to mm-hmm. be fun. Uh, but I think that um, with, our, uh, with our secondary, you know, I mean, what, what, what we have, you know, and everybody getting back healthy and then the, the depth we have now, 
And I mean, you know, we're going to be able to kind of create pack- packages that, you know, I mean, we can be able to do a lot of different things, you know, and, and uh, you know, I want to give away too much stuff, but, you know, I mean, uh, once we, you know, start getting those packages and be able to put people in, in unique places and re- really be able to do more stuff, it's going to be fun. And, uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, I was talking with, uh, with Coach McDonald and uh, just like, you know, how exciting it must be as a defensive coordinator to have this much, this many weapons that you can kind of just, <laughs> what can you what can you think up, you know? And, right. and he's also really cool. It's like, you know, if you have any ideas and things that you think, will, you know, that you that you really, you know, think could work, you want that you believe in, you know, come talk to me, man. You know, mm-hmm. this is, this is, we're, it's open and we can figure it out. And so, uh, you know, I definitely, uh, you know, I got some, I got some ideas. <laughs> so you're in the playbook. This, this, this is your opportunity. This is your opportunity. My last one is actually about Mike. This is your, got to be your first time with a defensive coordinator that's younger than you, right? <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> How's I'm, that? I'm officially that old. <laughs> <laughs> Harris made some joke about guys playing being in elementary school when you started the league, in the league. I was like, whoa, <laughs> not that old. Well, it's yeah, kind of, it's, it's no, kind of, yeah. really? Yeah. Well, 15 years in the league, so yeah, yeah you have some, some of these guys, guys and you know, Kyle Hamilton. Kyle Hamilton. I mean, Kyle Hamilton is like 21 years old. 21, yeah. You know, so he's six years old. Yeah, that's that's crazy. crazy. He was born in 2001. I was out, man. I, I would like he, <laughs> they showed a clip of uh, of just like the. Uh, I mean, the, so um, you know, just pretty much talking about expectations and yeah. like what people, everybody has their who who their picks are. Yeah. And they show like an old clip of 2000. And in 2000, everybody had their predictions. It was August 2000, and everybody's predicting who's going to win the Super Bowl, who's going to win the division, all that. And nobody had the Ravens. Right. You know, they had one team, one guy had the Ravens in the, in the wild card. Right. And, uh, and you know, that's the year the Ravens went out there and dominated, had the best defense in football. Right. And it's just kind of that mentality that, like, you know, no story ain't been written yet. We, we get to write the story. And uh, but but he asked, you know, like you know, uh, you know, some guys weren't even alive when I was out. And, and Kyle Hamilton was one of the guys who wasn't wasn't even born yet. You know, no I, was way. Like, I was I was a freshman in high school when this came out. You know, this is crazy. I was a freshman in high school and you weren't even born. That's wild to me. But you know, we're we're peers. You know, I mean, he's like a like almost like a nephew in a sense. Like my nephews are older than him, right? You know, some of them. And uh, but you know, uh, it's cool. I mean. I, I feel like, uh, but I take great pride in, in helping those guys, man. Because to me. You know, uh, I mean, I feel like I'm here to share knowledge, you know. Yeah. And God gave me all this knowledge and all this ability to be here to be able to help the, the young guys in the next generation and help them develop so much more just bigger than football but just in life. And so I take great pride in that. And I can't wait to love on the guys and, and help them grow to be great men. And, you know, it's, it is it is unique, though, to be uh, the, the oldest guy in the, in the defensive room. I mean, I, I got a couple other coaches that are older than me, but for the for the, the defensive coordinator to be younger than me, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of unique, you know. <laughs> uh, but I take great – that just goes to show you that, um, yeah, hard work pays off. And for me to be still playing football at a high level, man, God is good. That's awesome. And last one for me is, you know, this time of year everybody's like, all right, who's going to be the breakout player of 2022? When you look around with the young guys that you're working out, uh, working with, like who do you look at and say, man, this dude, people don't really know or he's going he's gonna to do something. Well, there's a lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, I'll say this um, – I think Justin Matabike can be a really, really, really good player in this league. I think he has a Pro Bowl potential, All Pro potential. Uh, you know, and he's still kind of putting it together. You know, but mm-hmm. he's shown a lot of a lot of growth, and I think he has a chance. You know, now he still he still has room for growth. You know, mm-hmm. but he has a chance um, to have a big year this year. Um, I also think that um, you know, uh, just in the, the last last uh, in one practice, you know, uh, 
Kyle Hamilton looks good, you know, kind of surprised. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, he just he's just got really good instincts. Uh, but I think, uh, you know, it also motivated, you know, some other guys too. You know, I think uh, Chuck Clark, you know, he was out there locking down everybody right. yesterday. You know, and I think, I mean, I don't think he can have a breakout year because I think he's such a good player. <laughs> right, right. But, you know, from a standpoint of like, you know, the accolades and stuff like that in the outside world, I think people might might learn to acknowledge him uh, as, as a, one of those great players too. And with the way we're going to be able to use him in different places, I think he's going to be that sports off in life that can do a lot of great things for us. Yeah. But if I had to pick uh, just like the one guy I think will have that monster year, and it's not anything he's done the last couple of days, but just just knowing like how smart he is and how hard he's been working, and just I mean he's going through a healing process right now. Yeah. But I think uh, Dafe is gonna have a monster year. Yeah. I think he's gonna have a monster year. Awesome. All right. I hope you're right. I like it. I like it. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Thank you, Clays, man. Really appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks, man. Appreciate All right. It. We want to remind you that the sports landscape is ever-changing, and this week is no different. DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports, still has daily fantasy contests running for those looking to have skin in the game. It's simple. Each player has a salary associated with drafting them. Assemble a lineup of players while staying under the salary cap, and then sit back and watch your points pile up. Now that you know how to play, download the DraftKings app now and sign up using code FLOCK. New users will get a free entry with their first deposit. That's code FLOCK. Only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Yes. So uh, do you spend 400 k a year on your body? Same budget? Oh, well, that would take multiplying my salary. <laughs> so, no. No, I do not. I don't spend any. You know, they have like. You spend zero, zero a year? Well, yeah. I just got an email the other day from HR. You know, you can set aside money like in your FSA, you know, for medical stuff. Mm-hmm. I haven't touched it. Because mm-hmm. I, like, I'm the guy, I don't. I need to go to the doctor and be reminded to go to for an annual checkup. I don't even do that. I don't do the baseline minimum uh-huh. of self-care. <laughs> <laughs> Exercise? Well, when he was mentioned 12 hours of massage, I was like, sounds kind of I could use a massage. <laughs> I could use 12 minutes of a massage. Yeah. That comes at a cost, though. Yeah, and, and I'm not willing and to that, pay. And I'm, that, too, I'm way too cheap. And that's where you're out. Yeah, and exactly. that's where you're out. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but, yeah, it was, it was great to talk with Calais. I mean, honestly, on that, like, when you talk about a vet, and like what goes into being a vet and lasting 15 years in the league. And I think he probably gets the question like, how have you been able to play so long? Of course, it's being big and strong and, and good and good, all that, <laughs> of course. But like you do have to have a commitment off the field that not a lot of guys have, mm-hmm. whether it's monetary or whether it's just how you spend your time, all that yeah. stuff. A lot and of like, it, like he was mentioning, the family time. I mean, that's a sacrifice. You yeah. know, when you're home, you're finally not in the office, you're back home, and then you have people coming into the house to work on you. And I'm sure, you know, his kids too. So it's not like he's asking a lot of questions, like, you know, where are you? Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. Like if, like he said, if he was older, it'd be a different story. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, and, and I, I, I really do think that like having him back is is kind of a difference maker for this defense. Like, you look at the defensive line, this week the Ravens announced that they reached an injury settlement with Derek Wolf. So mm-hmm. Derek Wolf is no longer on the team. He didn't play last year either, but Brandon Williams, you know, is obviously, right. he's, still, he's still a free agent, uh, but he's not on the squad. So, like, that defensive front has gone through some big changes. Mm-hmm. Calais is the anchor of that group, um, and there's been a lot of injuries up front, when you include, especially when you include the pass rushers. So, like, having Calais as an anchor there in the middle – Take, of course, there's all like the leadership stuff, which is which is a huge piece of who he is. But just from a pure football player, like he is a difference maker and a really important cog in the middle of that defense. So having him back is huge. Well, he was 
you know, graded as the Ravens' best defensive player last season by Pro Football Focus. So that says something. Yeah. Um, so yeah, definitely still playing at a high level. And I'll, I'll be interested to see, you know, how the Ravens can utilize him and, and uh, what Mike McDonald has in store for him. And, and kind of, you know, we got this question, I think, in Mailbag about how does the defensive line rotation play out, yeah. right? Like, who are the starters? You know, I mean, Michael Pierce, you would think, really is the Brandon Williams kind of replacement. You know, but when we talked to, to Pierce, you know, he was talking about having more of a pass rushing role than he did the first time he was here when he was really just a first, second down run stopper, right? But you also have Justin Matabike, you know, who Kalea said is primed for a breakout year. Where does he fit into that puzzle? You know, Brent Urban is kind of the Derek Wolf replacement as a true defensive end. Yep. But, you know, is Urban one of the best three linemen that you have? Yep. How does rookie Travis Jones, where does he fit into the, that whole puzzle too? You know, and then Harbaugh, Harbaugh mentioned Broderick, Broderick Washington, Washington. Who, who played, you know, limited reps last year, but, but he was in a rotation. Yeah. Now you always have a rotation on the defensive line. It's not like offensive line where, okay, you have your five starters and they play pretty much hundred no, yeah, right, percent of, of the snaps, right? Yeah. D line, it's a rotation. So at the end of the day, it's really more a question of what slice of the pie and what packages you're in and, you know, as to determining how many uh, snaps you play, but it'll be interesting to see how they use their depth and really what roles they envision these different guys being in. Yeah. Well, maybe Calais is going to draw up some of those plays because Mike gave him the green light to say, let me know what you think. So if Calais is drawing up the plays, does he put himself on the field for 100% of those or he's like, nah, nah. No, Calais, (laughs) no. I mean, Calais is his 15th season. Like, he (laughs) he wouldn't put him out there. He he would say, like, I want to make sure I'm fresh at the end of games, right. at the end of the season. Get that Aaron Donald play. Oh, yeah, exactly. Like, he'll be out there, obviously, in, in a lot of key situations, but he also knows it's a long season. Yeah. And uh, he needs to make sure that he's fresh throughout that entire season. For sure. So I expect him to have a really great year and, and be dominant against the run. And let's how many sacks for Calais this year? So he's going to get to 100. He's at 93 and a half right now. Right. He needs six and a half. I know I I needed to do that math because I knew you wouldn't be able to. Yeah, the half kind of throws you off. Oh, is it seven is a six. Your yeah. math is so bad. I was going to be able to do that math. No, you, you were <laughs> going to botch it. So, All right, so six and a half. I don't know. That's that's probably about where I'd set the over under. Let's see. He had well, one and a half last year for the year before that. He had six and a half in 2019 with Jacksonville. <laughs> I mean, we just had him on as a guest. What, How he, am I going to take the under? <laughs> you got to go over. I mean, I think he gets to smack on those 100. Okay. Right on there. Week 17. It's the old Michael Strahan. Just somebody lies down for no, him. No, just take a nap. No, no, no. The guys are lying down. Who's week 17 for Kenny Pickett? If, uh, right? Yeah. Steelers week 17? Yeah. Don't we end the season? Or is it Bengals? It's week, it's week 18. It's week, week 18. 18. Who do we end? Uh, end the Bengals. Week? Bengals. All right. Yeah. So Joe Burrow. <laughs> <laughs> Takes a little nap. Calais belly flops on it for a hundred. I'm gonna go ahead and guess that Joe Burrow is not gonna be interested. Oh, in... he's gonna be so scared. He's gonna be shaking in his boots. Yeah, but he's not. He's not giving any away. I, <laughs> no, it it's it's the huge sack late in the game to seal the Ravens winning Ooh. the division. Oh, the AFC North clinching it's, sack. It's it's the primer for the Super Bowl Aaron Donald <sighs> moment that he's gonna have. I like that scenario a lot better. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I like my scenario. So, <laughs> look, I do think it's going to be a big year for him, uh, and I'm excited about it, and, and it was just great to talk with him today. Uh, 
Listeners, you can email us at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. Send in your questions. We want to get into a bunch of the questions. Uh, we're going to do a full kind of mini camp and off-season practice breakdown. i uh, let you know what our thoughts after watching these guys on the field over the last few weeks and uh, the three days of mini camp practice. All three days of mini camp are open to the media, so we're able yep. to watch those in their entirety. We'll have our hot takes. Hot takes ready. Uh, so send in those emails, and we will talk with you again soon. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.